guys, editor Gavs here. Um, just letting you know, I'm aware that there are some volume inconsistencies and uh, some mic bumps throughout this episode. I'm sorry, we've tried our best to edit them out. Um, and Liz is also getting a better microphone, and I will be soon as well, so future episodes won't have the same lower quality. Thanks so much! Okay! Hey y'all! You stuck around for episode two! Yay us! And we you back. get to listen to us! <laughs> yeah! Oh my gosh. Crazy. I'm so excited. So it's only been um, a couple of days since we recorded the last one, so okay. not too much has changed. Yeah. I don't know, I'm still feeling pretty good. How are you feeling, Liz? Um, you know, emotionally and mentally, meh. But I'm excited to do this. <laughs> well, damn, that brought the podcast down. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I, go, I can lie. I'm doing great, guys. Okay, yeah. Um, Liz is doing great. Tea. Depression ain't real. Oh, what? I had some tea with me. I'm having a great time. Oh, okay. I was like, what tea could you possibly have? This is episode two. <laughs> no, I have, like, physical tea. <laughs> oh, there's a Yummy. Let us know. Meanwhile, Actual I'm over here. Tea. Georgia has now decided that it wants to be a northern state because it's just fucking cold outside. Like, the two days ago, it was in the 80s, and, like, at 6 p.m. today when I walked into this building, it was 40 degrees. And I was like, this is Oh, fine. my God. <laughs> Welcome I don't to even think it's that cold now. Oh, wait, no, it is that cold here in New York. <laughs> Georgia likes fucking to cold uh, today. flip the on switch for winter at, like, random times, and then sometimes it's a little, like, mm, I'm a little bored. Let me spice it up and uh, turn it back to summer. But yeah, actually very cold. So um, yeah. as a little rundown for you guys, if you skipped episode one for whatever reason, um, you really should listen to episode one because it's fun. But if you didn't, um, the rundown of this episode is that I will go first and I'm going to talk about a topic, um, a trope in fan fiction that I picked. So it's going to be a trope that I enjoy. And then I'm going to give you the history, a couple excerpts about it, and I like it or not, or I guess I do like it because I picked it. But <laughs> if I'll I like it, I like if I like it. it. Liz is going to tell you if she likes it or not, and then we'll move on to Liz. And Liz was randomly assigned a topic by a oh, generator. Mine's, mine's great, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be great. And we're gonna, she's going to talk about, give the history about it. We'll talk about if either of us like it, have we read it, and then we'll do a couple excerpts that she's chosen for us, and then yeah, that'll wrap it up. Any notes to add, Liz? Uh, not really. <laughs> I sum it up okay enough? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's, like, all we're doing, you know? Okay, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty straightforward podcast. It's not that complicated. Yeah. Okay, cool. so, starting first, I, Gabs, got to pick... Oh, wait, Liz, did we introduce ourselves? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm Liz! I'm Gabs! And this oh is their God. tropes battle for dominance. We're saying that three minutes into the episode podcast. Two. Episode, episode two. Episode two, everybody. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> We're going. Um, anyways, I'm Gabs, and I got to pick my topic this week. So I chose soulmates. Woo! The soulmate yeah. AU. I love soulmates. Um, I decided to pick it because if you didn't listen to the last episode, you wouldn't know, but I am currently beyond obsessed with Miraculous Ladybug fanfiction and the idea of a uh, identity reveal fic. So, like, the superheroes reveal themselves to each other, and then they start dating, and it's perfect, and ugh, I love it. And there's a really popular idea in the fandom of Soulmate AU, um, where the main, the two main characters are, like, destined for each other. And I won't get into it, because this is not a Miraculous Ladybug, po- uh, Ladybug podcast. I'd love it to be, but it's not. So, <laughs> I won't bore any of you who aren't into that, but if you are into it, please talk to me I'll, we'll sorry to interject i'm having an, a fucking awful time trying to drink my tea because i keep hitting my mic <laughs> <laughs> well thanks that's gonna be fun to edit out <laughs> i'm very sorry um, <laughs> if i miss any of it blame liz i just wanted tea <laughs> anyways um so on the soulmates so liz do you have any knowledge about the history of soulmates um i mean like I know what a soulmate is, like someone you're destined to be with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that so like you would define it as just as like someone you're destined to be with? Yeah, I think so. Like you're you're destined to be with and I, I don't think soulmates always they are typically romantic, but mm-hmm. I don't think they always have to be romantic. Like they can be I like, platonic. Or yeah, I, I like the idea where it's like someone like you really 
need in your life you know mm-hmm. um i mean it, it is always like romantic but i like the idea of like a platonic soulmate personally well interesting you should say that so whoa <laughs> did i give you a really good <laughs> segue um somewhat sorry i yeah. to like, clear my throat i need some water <laughs> you should have got some tea so i'm saying um, before I begin, I just want you to know, um, usually we, the main source we use for this stuff is fan lore because it's super straightforward and it's all put together and it's basically like the Wikipedia for fan fiction. Um, but, so I use fan lore. In addition, I also use ifsstudies.org, which is the Institute for Family Studies and Wikipedia. So just covering my bases. Don't sue me. I don't claim to know everything. I just know how to use Google. So the main definition um, is just that you know, two or more people are fated to be together, usually romantically, like Liz said. Um, sometimes, however, they can be platonic or familial, depends on the story. And sometimes they're through multiple lives and or the afterlife. Um, it's based on actual folklore and spiritual beliefs in many different cultures all around the world. Uh, we don't have time to get into every single culture around the world that references soulmates, um, but just know that in almost every single culture, there's at least one reference. We're just going to cover a couple. So it first appeared in the English language in a letter by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. And that name sounds super familiar, which leads me to believe that I probably learned about him in U.S. history at some point. But um, I have no idea. Uh, but it's from 1822. And it's the letter um, quotes that to be happy in married life, you must have a soulmate. And there's a hyphen in soulmate. So that's another way that it's spelled. Some people spell it one word. Some people spell it with a hyphen, two words, however. Um, And then uh, the Greek philosopher Plato. I can hate that dude. I hate philosophy. That's something you should know about me. Oh, yeah. Have fun taking. um, Do you get your intro to philosophy class? Yeah, I'm taking philosophy next semester (laughs) because I have to for my major and I fucking hate philosophy. I hated my philosophy class. but You also had the the most misogynistic professor at our school. Oh my god, yeah. So I had like the most misogynistic freaking philosophy pro- professor. Literally the worst ratings on Rate My Professor out of like I, high school. I would say one thing and he'd go, no, that's wrong. And then say the same exact thing I said. And I would literally look at my classmates like, what the fuck? I, I have like a friend now who was in the class with me and we just, we rant about how awful that class was. I got like, and then one time, like one time in the class we were talking about like, Oh, like, the philosophy of, like, defending, like, people in, like, criminal cases. And he started referring to, like, porn stars and sex workers as if they were, like, these hardened criminals. And I was literally like, sir, yeah, shut the fuck up. He literally has the worst ratings by, like, two stars out of every professor at our entire school and rate my professor. If you mention his name in the open forum for our Facebook, like, at our school, everybody is like, do not take a class with him. Everybody hates him. Somehow I think he has tenure, so... Don't know how that happened. All right, so moving back to Plato. So Plato said in his uh, famous text, Symposium, that the human yearns for a soulmate and quoted the poet, I might not say this right, Aristophanes. Aristophanes, I'm assuming I say it right because I'm basing it off Aristotle. I don't know. Fuck Greeks. Not, not, if you're Greek, I'm sorry, but like, fuck ancient Greeks. How about that? Uh, (laughs) who said all humans were once united with their other half but zeus split them out of fear and jealousy when one meets the other half their pair are lost in the amazement of love and friendship and intimacy and one will not be out of the other's sight even for a moment um i've actually heard that story before but that might also just be because i was like really into percy jackson as a kid so <laughs> I, I love the idea of soulmates. I think it's yeah, like genuinely so beautiful and sweet. It really is. Um and I but I think I've heard this specific reference to them because of Percy Jackson, because you know love that. ancient Greece. Um and then another culture that it's referenced in that's near and dear to my heart is Judaism. So it's actually referenced in the Jewish Tanakh, which is is the Torah, the Navim, and the Kuvim, which are um in English is teaching, prophets, and writing. So it's basically, we have the Torah, the um, writings of the prophets, and then, like, other, canon- like, like biblically canonical uh, writings. And the Tanakh is just the first uh, letter and syllable of um, each of those words. So that's what we usually, we, uh, when Jews speak about their religious writings and teachings, we refer to the Tanakh. Anyways, um, the Tanakh references um, soulmates as the idea of the Jewish people and God. 
and that God is our soulmate and that um, we are eternally betrothed to God. Just a little interesting tidbit. Thank God you have this because I would have been so white and been like, the Tanakh? <laughs> For no, if you said the Tanakh, like the, yes, I've said the, the Tanakh, Tanakh. Yes, I would like reach across and slap you. Honestly, <laughs> like, I'd fucking you. deserve it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, like, leave all the Jewish stuff to me. Tanakh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Tanakh. Um, it has the KH or the CH at the end, depending on how you want to romanize it. I use CH because that's how I was taught growing up. Um, but that's all my only Jewish fun fact of the day in here, so don't worry. Um, usually, like, I think the most typical uh, way that people think of soulmates when they think of, um, like, in general, not just in fan fiction, is, like, the red string of fate, which actually comes, I believe it originated in China and then came to Japan and is also very popular there. Um, I could not find a definite source wherever I looked saying which one came first my guess is they probably came around the same time and like many things between japanese and chinese culture both of them claim that the other stole it so I, the, my first introduction to that i will also say i'm gonna stop drinking tea because i keep accidentally hitting the mic and i'm not gonna do that to you, <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> um but uh rip my tea it's gonna get cold but it's you okay drink it, just don't hit the mic yeah but then i have to move it and like just move your body no because my mic is in front of my mouth oh is your headset yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but my first... <laughs> get a straw. I don't know. <laughs> it would melt. <laughs> I don't know. Get a metal straw. <laughs> okay. Oh, I actually might have a metal straw. You want me to pause and you can go get a metal straw? Um, um, no, I have one in my uh, desk. Oh, no. It's only a big, like, milkshake straw. I mean, That's that works. good enough. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, my first, um, like, I guess, like, experience with the Red String of Fate was... Um, a Vocaloid song. Of course it was. Um, Just Be Friends by Miss Luca. Was. I knew you were going to say. But, like, that's, like, but, like, I mean, like, that's where it's used. Like, they're, they're yeah, like, very string of fate. And, like, that was, like, where I first um, saw it. For, I told myself I was going to remember the words for it in Chinese and Japanese, and of course I forgot because so um, I write those down. But yeah, that's where they're most common, and they're also seen in the West a little bit, but not as much. Um, and then some really popular uh, other ones that we see mostly in fan fiction, but have been used in a couple like popular media, is writing on skin, soul marks, soul bonds, dreams, first word. Um, which most popularly originated from a Tumblr post by Kenzie-No-MC, that's K-E-N-Z-I-E, that said, what if you, when you turn 18, you get, like, the first uh, word that your soulmate will ever say to you tattooed on somewhere in your body, and so people, like, would have really generic ones to say hello, and it's like, well, fuck, now, like, I'm stuck, and then some people would have, like, really specific ones that would be like, uh, um, have you seen that red dress with the gold trim on it anywhere? You know, really. Yeah, obvious. this um, that's been t- popular on TikTok. Like, oh my, I know, it I got love really those. popular it was on TikTok. Really big trend for a while. Yeah, um, I love it. And but then I would also love when people would parody it. I thought that was also really funny. yes. I thought those are great. We would end up in like some vir- like viral meme or something. Yeah, I love um, it. And then there's also a, um, in addition to like the first word, uh, similar is like choices. So, like, people say you get, like, prompts um, where you, like, feel the fear above your head and you get to choose one. That was also a really big trend on TikTok. Um, then there's also the idea of a soulmate timer that, like, you're going to meet your soulmate the second the timer ends. Um, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have any other idea about what will happen, but it'll happen then. And then the other one is um, your the idea that the tattoo of the name of your soulmate will appear. So I thought those are all pretty interesting. Um, the idea of soulmates also inspires some reality TV shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, The Bachelor Pad, whatever you want to call it. The idea that love at first sight or soulmate will happen. Um, it's like, and I believe that they believe that happened this season because I know like they had to replace The Bachelorette. My mom and my sister are like really into it, so I know too much about it. Um, even though I don't watch it, but my uh, they had to replace the bat- first Bachelorette because she fell in love with one of the guys like two weeks in. And like I think they got engaged. <laughs> oh, I love that though. That's yeah. Like, I'm that's sorry, nice. but I just I can't imagine like two weeks. Like you, like literally never done anything together. I think they have sex like the day before, and then they're like, "Hey, dude, you're gonna propose now." And he goes, oh, "Okay." Oh uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I and was, then they brought um, in some new girl. I was watching. I was like, I saw like a clip from the H3 podcast on like TikTok or whatever. Uh huh. Um, and so apparently they've done like he's tried to do a bachelor thing twice. 
and both of the times they didn't get to finish the show because like the first one was i think was like for someone behind the scenes and like he the guy just ended up like falling in love with one of like the girls or like a random girl and then the second time was like with fucking trisha paytas <laughs> and she fell in love with her freaking br- with his his freaking brother-in-law like before like after they filmed like the second episode he's like i can't do it anymore they, he has like a bachelor curse it's so funny <laughs> oh, that's, that is funny um i also like i i you might you might know more about this i don't know liz and i are both psych students um mm-hmm. i could swear i've seen some studies reference that talk about how like the first love at sight phenomenon when there is, um like, we talked not... about it we talked it we talked about like love and cyber psych yeah maybe so that's i think where that's where we mm-hmm, i was gonna uh, say because we talked about like about like interaction like and how like, it, like attraction versus like lust versus like love yeah. and like there's a lot of studies on it if you're interested in that kind of thing um but yeah that's, so that's soulmates inspire that uh sorry to get off topic and then it's also found in super popular media like um the notebook which is a book and movie Timer. oh i went to where they fi- filmed the movie oh where was it filmed um it was filmed at um Boone plantation so like outside of charleston so you know you go and you're like oh this like really romantic but then like it's a plantation so like yeah, all these atrocities south. happen there um it was very interesting learning about the history though and remembering um not like awesome remembering the things that happened there but it was like very interesting and like you know mm-hmm. you got to reflect on like what happened it was gorgeous like don't get me wrong but like you know you go and like you have to like remember what happened you ever remember like, our college was literally an old plantation yeah love th- not love th- <laughs> no, no that's like an automatic reaction <laughs> i know i know you caught that me, was a bit was... like yikes um you, like, you heard me ca- catch myself halfway through that i was like yeah. no um honestly cursed but yeah. um there like there's like actual like ghost stories from our like college yeah and the graveyard so, like, it... and the lynching tree and the silos yeah. it's not great it's not great <laughs> no um, it's not <laughs> i kill myself okay um, anyway so in relation to the notebook it references um a specific a specific movie, Timer, and that's all caps, the I in lowercase, um, like super edgy. I think it's from like 2009, um, which is literally about the concept of your like having a clock that tells you when you're going to meet your soulmate. And then uh, Xena, Warrior Princess, Xena and Gabrielle. I don't know if they actually pronounce it Gabrielle or Gabrielle. I'm going to choose to believe Gabrielle because that's how you say my name. And I've been meaning to watch that show for a very long time because of my name. Um, and... And what's really popular in that movie is uh, reincarnation, the idea that in a movie or TV show that they find each other through countless lives, um, which I love. Oh, and wait, then, they use that in your name. Like something yeah, like, not yeah, like exactly well, like that, but Soulmates was in your name. In Sorry, some, I, it's, in I just thought about slash your, name. your name. It's more, yeah, Soulmates is in there. Um, it's more so the red string of fate than yeah. anything. And um, yeah. It's not really yeah. so much reincarnation. It's more red string of fate. Sorry, Amazing I just movie, thought about anyway. death, and then I was like, no, oh I, my I, god. I wasn't sure whether to talk about it or not, but it is one of my favorite movies. I've seen it so Ugh. many times. I'm obsessed with I the I cry when it. I saw it first. I cry every time I see it, Liz. <laughs> we should watch it again one of these days. Ugh, yes, I cry so um, hard. Um, and then The Vampire Diaries. I believe that's only in the books. I'm not sure if it's in the show. I never finished the show. I'm actually rewatching it now, seeing if I can like get into it. Because I was obsessed with the books in middle school. I own every single one of them. I've read all of them. I've read everything by that author. Fun fact, they actually fired the original author for The Vampire Diaries before, like, I think the last three books came out. So the last three books aren't her work, and that's why they suck. Um, <laughs> but I, I, lo- never I, was, go- I tried to get into, into The Vampire author. Diaries. I've been into her. She's been writing since, like, the 80s and 90s, and I've read all of her books from then. Um, I have them all on my, like, reader. I love them. I tried to get into the show. I, I couldn't. The show do is it. not as good. Like after the first two seasons, it like completely deviates from the books, which is why I never got into it. So I'm trying to get into it now. Oh. Um, but anyways, in the books, um, they have a, they talk about the silver cord, which is like the red string of fate. Um, being there was a silver cord that's tied around Stefan and Elena's hearts and their soulmates. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and then there's also a really popular belief that's um really popular in New Age theory. In lore that um some people have more than one soulmate either over time or in general like some people believe in polyamory or non-monogamy um and that you just have will have more than one romantic soulmate and then there's also the belief that you have soulmates at different points in your life um that's a belief that i like to hold where it's like um you know 
maybe that ex you had when you were 13, maybe that's not the same love you have for your married partner now, but that was the soulmate that you needed at that time that helped you grow, whether it ended poorly or for the better. Um, that person helped you grow in your life. And I love that idea. Personally. I agree. I think that's a good idea. So yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I think I pretty much summed up why I like the idea of soulmates. I just, I just love the idea that you're destined for someone <laughs> like that fate, like will help you pick that. I don't usually like believing in fate too much, but I just love believing it when it comes to soulmates. Um, like ah soulmates yeah, are just it's, so cute it makes you yeah it makes your heart like fuzzy and yeah, like oh, so adorable <laughs> i just i just love it liz do you like soulmates yeah i do um same reason I, I yeah it's like yeah it makes you feel fuzzy it also it makes me feel very wanted you know like like this is meant to happen this is meant to be i'm not like I have a lot of self-confidence issues. So having, like, that soulmate and some... No, don't be like, oh. But, like, no, but, like, actually, like, you know, being, like, having a soulmate and someone you're meant to be with kind of... It makes you feel very wanted. It makes you feel, like, safe and comfortable. Liz and I are just such bottoms, so... (laughs) (laughs) We are the designated bottoms of every friend group. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're like, send someone else. Can fate do the work for us so we don't have to find somebody? Oh, my fucking God, yeah. Um... Anyways, I have a couple story excerpts from you, but before anything, there is a story I really want to reference, but um, that I'm not going to read an excerpt from, but, like, it's called The Alpha King and I by, I might butcher this name, Kales, Celeste, XYZ, it's C-A-E-L-E-S-T-I-S-X-Y-Z, all one word on Archive of Our Own, or AO3. Um, it's one of my favorite fics of all time, it does have a metaverse cure opposed to that. Um, it's Haikyuu fandom, and it's Eli Zumi X Oikawa. It's just... Oh, are we not reading this one? That would have been fucking perfect, yeah. Did man. I ever get you to read it? No, but I oh. think it would have been fun to I read it. I talk about it all the time. It has to deal with reincarnation, um, especially through multiple lives. And it's just, it's genuinely, like, so beautiful. Yeah. And, like, the world building the author creates. Um, they're also just a really friendly person. I think I still follow them on Twitter. Like... I'm like tearing up thinking about this story. It's so Aww. good. I reread it like at least once a year and cry every time because um, I think it's one those, of those things. Like, those that ki- yeah. It's like angst and then comfort at the end, and it's just so it's it's amazing. It's, I'm like I can't believe you wrote this for free. <laughs> Make this into a this book. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like tearing up. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I didn't want to reference it just because it takes so much build up to get to the point about reincarnation and relationships uh-huh. and soulmate you so i was just like i don't think i could find a summary of it that would work so uh-huh. uh, instead i have two uh fanfictions for you guys one of them is from haikyuu so <laughs> i didn't stray too far hell yeah the first one i'm going to reference is just um i took the first page of the chapter one it's called i also might pronounce this wrong because i think it's latin and i didn't bother looking up what it stands for quem Quaretis, it's Q-U-E-M-Q-U-A-E-R-I-T-I-S by Saibi, that's C-I-B-E-E-E-E-E, Saibi with five E's, and it is explicit, oh, as a side note, the Alpha King and I is also explicit, just as a heads up, there is porn in both of these, so if you're opposed to porn, um, between two men, consenting adult men, I mean, it sucks, but like, also, people have their preferences, so don't read it if you're not into that. Uh, the Alpha King and I is like 30 chapters and it's a very long story. This is a one shot, I believe, maybe two shot. Um, so yeah, it's mostly porn. So don't read it if you don't want porn. The Alpha King and I, however, you can skip over the porn and it's good even without the porn. So please read it. So this is a um, Overwatch fic that I bookmarked like four or five years ago. I don't know how long it's four years ago, I think now. Um, and it is McCree and Hanzo. Hell so, yeah. Liz, who do you want to read for? Um, I feel the like I have to do Arlena Hanzo. Nope. Hanzo's what? not a voice yet. He's not in it? <laughs> he is referenced. No. Liz and I cosplayed Hanzo McCree, like, and that's also like half years ago now. <laughs> in, the, in the last episode, if you remember, Gab's referencing, like, us sitting oh, yeah. on the couch and reading <laughs> yeah. fanfics. That's one of we our were bonding both reading moments. Hanzo. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to, re- I didn't want to out ourselves. Yeah, well, I'm I probably read now. this fic during that time. Um, I feel like I would want to do Lena, but also I can't do accent. Oh, I can't do a British accent either, but it, like it'll be funny if I do it. So if you want to do McCree. Yeah, but also, but also then I can't McCree's do a su- point of view. I, I can't do a southern accent. 
So I, I'll do a shitty I can do British a accent. accent. I might be yeah, from but like the you're south, in the south, like... I guess. Okay, I can okay. do a shitty British accent. Excuse me. Okay, okay. You'll be oh, Lena then, and I'll be McCree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. All right, you see where we're starting? No, I'm so embarrassed. And Liz, you heard my voice last week. You can do this. No, I didn't even get to practice. Okay, if you don't want to do a, a, an accent, then just do like a Valley um, Girl voice. Oh, perfect. I can do that really okay, easy. Okay, make Lena Valley Girl. I don't believe in soulmates, Lena said. You only say that because you are with your soulmate. No way. <laughs> Lena laughed. The first time I saw Emily, I knew I had to do something. I went over, told her an awful joke I saw online. Ridiculous joke. Everyone knew, um, everyone I knew hated it. Only I thought it was funny. And she finished the punchline for me. You don't need a, a oh wait fuck <laughs> that's actually Lena's line. Wait, I what had the a, fuck? Why is it? Because I, I had to cut out a lot of um <laughs> sentences. I understand. I understand. Um, you don't need a red string to know someone is amazing. I didn't even notice the string until an hour later when I reached to get my wallet and pay to pay for her coffee. That is more of a testimony, don't you think so? To see someone and know they're going to be worth it. McCree lifted his tired eyes. He remembered the cold, unsettling anger he felt for Hanzo when he first came across him and a hidden part of him sighed. He couldn't bring himself to answer. Lena seemed to notice McCree's sullenness, then her face fell, upset with herself for forgetting the rocky start McCree had with his lover. She tentatively spoke again. You don't seem like the type to care. McCree huffed. I don't. <laughs> I'm not the one that started this conversation. Oh, right. Because of the new breakthrough with breaking soulmate strings. Seems awfully dumb to me, McCree said. Lena scratched her nose. Humans can't stand the thought of predestined life, but they also can't help but try to look for whoever is on the other end of the line. McCree stared at his own, wrapped around his pinky, stretched across the room, out the window, and past the ocean, beyond his horizon. It's wait, so sad one. So backstory. Wait, for so that this story. has like an actual, like I mean, I guess like I understand like the actual physical red string mm-hmm. or whatever. But also, like I can't imagine how fucking annoying that would be to live. Well, with. so so the idea in this fic is that people see their own red string, but they can't see anybody else's, and so it's like it's not. No, but tangible. still, so still, and you like, only see it when you look for it. It's not like always uh, there. It's one of those things where it's like if you're not looking at it, it kind of goes away. I gotcha. So, like, okay. see how, like, Tracer mentioned she's like, cute. I didn't notice it until I, like, looked at my hand. Okay, that's cute. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's really I like cute. It. I just love it. Um, It does end in porn with McCree and Hanzo, so if you're Let's sad go. about them, don't worry. They do fuck. <laughs> Speaking of porn, I had to have another conversation with my dad today because he asked me again about, like, the name of the podcast, and I was like, please don't listen to it. And he was like... He's like, no, like, I want to listen to it. I was like, no, I really don't want you to listen to it. And he goes, is it raunchy? And I was like, sometimes. Kind of. <laughs> like, kind of. I, I just would be really uncomfortable if you listen to it. And he goes, I feel well, like I'd I, be uncomfortable too. So I feel like, like I don't care as much now, but the minute I saw your dad, I'd be like, Fuck, Right, exactly. This man minute, you would not be able to look Paul in the face. Uh, this man has heard me talk about fuck, yes, whatever the fuck I'm I could not about. live with myself if either of my parents heard me talk about porn. There's no reason I film this, like, film or record this away from home. I cannot. My parents are chance. downstairs. Well, Woo. hopefully they don't hear you. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure they've heard me talk about worse. True. Your mom found your, uh, your yaoi manga. <laughs> your Stop, you're outing me. It's okay. My mom found my vibrator, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think that would have been worse. Yeah, because I worse. think I don't. I don't think anymore. anything was super explicit on the covers, and like honestly, only like two of them were I don't explicit. Even remember which ones you had? Um, Starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was one of them. But like, if you don't see the eighteen plus in the corner, like the front looks fine. Full confession. And then the other one was a doujin. But yeah. otherwise, like it was just like you know random, like just like kind of more romance stuff. So like you know like yeah. that wasn't as embarrassing as like the actual like ones that had porn in it <laughs> quick side note about starfighter did you know the first time i read it i didn't know it was actually porn i just thought the fan base was really really horny and drew a lot of fan art so then i read it and like two pages in like the porn started and i was like wait what <laughs> um i hope my mom's not listening to this um Love anyways her. back to mikanzo um <laughs> just it's a good pick it's uh short and sweet i think it was one or two chapters um and it ends in reconciliation between them so yeah 
The Love other that. thing I have for you guys is called Cherry Pits and Cat Tattoos by Strawberry River. That's all one word. And it's a general audience's fic, so no porn or anything uh, if you're not into that. So don't worry. It's all here and it's all good. It is a haiku fic, and it's between Kuro and Kenma, or Kuro-ken. Yeah. Um, I know you always like some too. Yeah, I do. Um, so there's no actual voices in this one, but there are, like, writing, if you want to read the writing voices. Uh, yeah, sure. So you can do Kenma and I'll do Kuro. Okay. Um, and the writing stuff is all italicized and uh, Kuro goes first in most of them. I think in all of them. So after I read is when you'll do the next one. Okay. But I, we'll also just be saying the not abbreviated because like, unless you don't want to, but it's what whatever. Like, cause like, like one of them is abbreviated, like the abbreviated Oh yeah, you can say you... it out. You can write, say it like loud. Out yeah. Loud. That's fine. Okay. Um. So, a little backstory for this that I have to get because of where I, like, cut it out is that um, this is the type of story where whatever words you write on your plot or on paper appears on your soulmate's hand. So, um, it starts with them just, like, communicating occasionally through that. And one day um, in math class, excuse me, Kuro is, like, um approached by this girl named Suki who claims to be a soulmate and shows like the matching writing um that's on his hand um like that she wrote so he's like oh it must be my soulmate um and but he like doesn't really like feel a connection and so after he walks her home like the next like that night he goes to his like bed and he comes up with a plan and this is just him acting out that plan so that night, after struggling with the unused since lunch, Kuro finally gave in and formed a plan. He would ask something easy, something that he could play off just in case it were true and he was just being paranoid. That way he could put his mind at rest without feeling like a complete asshole. Hey, what was the math homework? What? Kuro's mouth ran dry. That wasn't the answer he was expecting. He expected the page numbers or maybe even some chastising. The anxiety reached its cold hands up to squeeze his lungs as he responded, hoping the unsteadiness of his hands was erasable. The math homework? Kuro tried to ignore how sweaty his palms were, relieved that things like that weren't transferred like writing. I doubt we go to the same school. We had a test today, no homework. Kuro read, and then reread, the text on his arms. They weren't having their test for another two weeks. There was no way Suki was his soulmate. He couldn't help but feel somewhat relieved. She seemed nice, but he hadn't felt the connection with her that he'd always imagined. There was no sudden sense of comfort or familiarity. She was just nice. He'd heard of soulmates that didn't work out before and always thought it seemed bad. He never thought he might be one of them. Now he would have to figure out a way to let her know what he knew privately, but something like that would be much easier than learning to love someone you don't really like. Kuro was con content to leave his real soulmate's comment at the end to their conversation, as they never spoke for long, but as he slipped his nightshirt over his head, he noticed the addition of a word. Why? Kuro scrambled for his pen on his desk. Just because he was fine with his soulmate's silence didn't mean he wasn't excited when they prompted conversation. A girl pretended to be you in class today. Something felt off, though, so I wanted to check. So you feigned being an idiot by being an idiot? You wound me, sad winky face. That's the emoji. <laughs> Not me saying sad winky face. Sad winky face. Kuro spent longer looking at soulmate's last sentence than he would ever admit to anyone, including Bokuto. They seemed mean, but he could tell, just by looking at them, that his soulmate was smiling. And that's a cute, short and sweet one. Yeah, that is cute. Um, I think that one's also one or two chapters. I don't remember if they mean it. I read that one again, like, four or five years ago, uh, way back, I think, 2015, 2016. It's an older fic, but it's still a good one. It's still really cute. So, yeah. Um, any closing thoughts, Liz? Um, no, I think, I, I, I think, like, Soulmate AU, it's just, like, it's very cute. We all know, like, about it. We all know. It's just, like, yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm really excited I mean, for yours, know. though. Can we move on oh, to yours? Okay. Uh, yeah, give me a hot second. Okay, so the, um, the trope I got assigned was Spite Fix, Woo! which, um, I, do you know anything about Spite Fix, Gabs? I knew that, like, they existed, but I didn't realize it was, like, an actual tag. I thought it was more, like, people just write things out of spite, like, they're, like, I, like, it's someone to write it, and I didn't think that, like, enough people did it, but it was a tag. Yeah, so, um, I didn't know, like, Spite, like, I, I mean, I've obviously heard about Spite Fix, but I've never, like, read one, never seen one, you know, whatever. Are they, like, so usually, like, 
hiding with craftics? Um, they can be. Okay. They can be. And we'll go into craftics in a whole other episode. Let's yeah. See. So, um, so basically, like spite fix. So they they stem from um, their fan fictions that stem from the author disliking a story's original canon. So, um, this is like like you know like you can dislike the canon as a fan. But like spite fix, like they're different from fix it fix because the author generally genu- generally doesn't like the story like at all. So like like they might not like the canon or they might just hate the story, but like it comes from a place of hate, not a place of love, you know? <laughs> right, like fix it fix are like, I love this so much and I want to give them what they deserve, where spite fix are like, fuck these characters and fuck everything that happens to them. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate the author. How dare they like How dare they exist? How dare they breathe my air? They think they can write? <laughs> yeah um yeah like one one quote this is from what's it called the what's the website we use lore oh uh fan fan lore. yeah like they had a quote where it's like authors of spite fix hate the original source and are not wholly fans so i think that kind of just like encapsulates like a lot of like why it's written so um this like they usually do this through like plot fixing and stuff so there's like a def- a different a couple of different types of spite fic there are. So there are like seri- more serious ones that show the ramifications of poor decisions. So like you know how like some like crazy shit that would have like actual like consequences in real life never have consequences in stories or whatever. They'll like show that or um funny spite fics will show how stupid characters actually are like why the fuck are you like that? And then um, there's one where it's called self-insert spite fix, and quote unquote, it's where the author jumps right in and bitch slaps everyone. <laughs> it's great. I was on one of those where like author's note punches the character. <laughs> yeah, but that's the actual fic. Oh my god, I love that. Um, so um, there's a popularity of Twilight spite fix, and honestly, I see why. I like Twilight. Not saying I don't like Twilight. Oh, Liz and I are like both Twihards. Yeah, um, I had never read the books, and I actually read the books, like, this year, and fuck ev- all the characters, I hate everyone. Yeah, I finally got her into the books, because, like, I was obsessed with the books again in, like, elementary middle school. I should not have been reading them, but I was obsessed. I yeah, that's, like, that's why I didn't read them. My, my mom wouldn't let me read yeah, them. She and was then like, I was oh, you should movies. wait till you're older to read them. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, I'm happy I did. Like, yeah, it, me too. It's I definitely mean, a lot sweeter. They're definitely every- uh, comfort fix it books and movies to this day yeah but like ever ever i fucking hate all the characters i mean minus like i mean like minus like carlisle and like alice and emmett but like obviously like they're not really <sighs> super but like all the i fucking hate everyone not gonna lie. oh my fucking Both god Jacob the biggest awful. letdown the biggest is fucking such a letdown. jacob stand in the movies and i was like you need <laughs> the to understand the letdown. reason that like people don't like jacob is not just because they like edward moore it's because in the books jacob is like the most unlikable character so. yeah but like i don't think edward's that likable no either. he's not but when compared to jacob he's like god yeah but um like, at least in the he respects movies, consent in the movies all i'm gonna say is like liz was obsessed with taylor lautner i had a jacob poster over my bed i was <laughs> she just got a jacob sweatshirt yeah it says where you been loca i want to get my edward one that says hang on tight spider monkey but the author or the um artist keeps going out of stock yeah you gotta be on there right when it drops i'm excited Um, i have like an alarm set for her next restock but essentially yeah so incredibly disappointed and you know i was like okay maybe i'll come out of this liking edward more no not at all (laughs) you just like no one (laughs) i don't like anyone um also i mean if i wrote a spite fic i mean i guess it'd be more of a fix it fic um Mm -hmm. where none of the werewolves imprints on actual children Yes. yes children I hate it. I hate it. Oh my fucking god, I hate it. Sorry. Um I also could have had myself insert life if um Jacob fell in love with that girl, like the original well, the girl named Liz when he like ran away before coming back when like when he runs sorry, this is spoilers, but like these books came out forever ago. So like if you don't know what happens, I'm sorry. That's fine. This is not that's a like, twilight. Uh, that's your fault. Spoil free. Yeah. And so he runs away and then he meets a girl named Liz and I'm like hello (laughs) okay oh my god i'm like choking on my spit (laughs) but so there's um twice spite fic is is a live journal community specifically for twilight 
And on AO3, there's this one person writing a lot of Leah Clearwater x Castiel. <laughs> Spike Which is, like, Liz was telling me this as she was looking at it the first time, and I was like, what? It was, oh my god, it, it's just odd. But, um, so I actually have, like, I have two things to read from. Okay. One of them is just, like, the, um, the, like, the one of the, like, the descriptions of the Leah, one of the Leah Clearwater X Castiel fanfics, because I just think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this has, like, by Das Mervin and Mr. Hyde on AO3, but one of them is just, like, you know how you can tell it's, like, a pseudonym, like, the person has different, like, accounts? Mm-hmm. And just different names. They're yeah. both linked to the same account, so I don't know what that. Oh, you about. think they're the same person? No, no, like, like it's very much the same. At least I think I'm pretty sure it's the same person. I don't want to be like insensitive. Maybe like oh, something. Oh, I see. I see. But um, maybe. But it, oh, it's. I mean, like, I guess it could be like maybe alters or something. Yeah, like, that's why I'm saying be. like I don't want to be like insensitive because like but maybe it, links it is to the same account. But it links to the same account. Okay. So okay. who knows? Okay. So it starts with. Okay, this needs a little bit of an explanation. Mrs. Hyde and I were discussing both Twilight and Supernatural and our favorite characters in both. We are both very uh, partial to the character of Leah Clearwater in Twilight and consider her story to be by far the most interesting one that Meyer wrote. However, however, we also feel that Leah is badly abused by pretty much every person in the Twilight universe up to and including the author. So, we started just talking and discussing how Leah would do well in, to get into a canon that would appreciate her. And our discussion eventually led to us thinking maybe she could join up in Supernatural. I'm sorry. She, Supernatural is already, like, homophobic. What makes you think a woman would survive well there? They kill all the girls off. I will say, I, I, I was original. I was on TikTok today. Uh-huh. And I found out that Castiel doesn't come in until, like, season, like, four or whatever. Yeah, I know. What the fuck is the point of seasons one through three yeah i watched um the first two seasons they're not good yeah um I'm, if i watch it i'm only watching it for castiel yeah that's like, like the reason i was watching it i was like i need to watch it in order i wish i never i wish i got those two seasons of my life back yeah and like i'm literally you know i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna wait and see what they actually do with Destiel. Because that's, like, my motivation True. If, if to like, shit it. actually happens with them, maybe I will go back and watch, like, the seasons with them in that. Yeah. Unless, like, unless Cast, because they said, like, Castiel comes in, like, different, like, body forms or what. Like, yeah, if he forms. comes back, I'll definitely watch it. Cause, like, if he comes back as a girl, though, I'm not fucking watching Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I heard they might do that. I'm not I was fucking like, watching it. They wouldn't dare. Um, they would fucking dare. Oh, they Jensen would. Ackles would be like, I'm leaving the fucking show. No, he wouldn't. He likes his paycheck. <laughs> he likes it. He's, Wait, he's wasn't joining... supposed to be, like, the last season of Supernatural? Yeah. But he the thing is, does he really need that paycheck? He just joined the boys cast. So. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, he did. And I'm Why kind of upset about it. it. He's so attractive. <laughs> I hate him. Why? Sorry. He's been, like, an asshole to fans over this oh, fucking really? show. Yeah, like, apparently oh, he kicks, like... To be totally fair, I know how rabid the Destiel shippers yeah, were, so like, I get I it. No offense if you're one, but, like, just know that most of you guys are, like... Well, back in the day, scary. at least. Like, they were awful. Yeah. And, like, I mean, obviously there are I'm sure people they've calmed who are down normal. Now, but, like, back but in apparently the Tumblr, he super kicked, days. But apparently he kicked a fan out of a, a, out of a Q&A because they asked if Dean could be by and he kicked him out. I feel That's like there's legend. probably more to that story. That's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, but also and, like, like knowing the penchant for nat- supernatural fans to like. He's shit. notorious, at least from what I've seen, for being like kind of shitty. I mean, I'm gonna be totally honest. I actually read um a book that was the, one of the funniest books I've ever read that was literally based off like Supernatural and Destiel. Um, I cannot remember the name of it. I love it, that. Um, I have it at home. I'll find it. It's like I read it because I was like, this literally looks like a crack fic made into a real book. Um, yeah, someone did like a fan edit, I, and it came on my page on TikTok just probably because I like liked all the right. stuff that happened when Destiel came out. And I'm just like, I literally started tearing up reading, like watching it. And I'm like, I've never watched Supernatural. Why am I crying? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're bottom. Um, yeah, anyway, so the right. book is like basically like the book's version of the show supernatural and there's these two characters that are like everyone's like oh my god they're perfect for each other blah blah blah, blah, blah. and then um this girl like save up saves up a bunch of money and she's like straight little miss perfect for middle of nowhere she's the only cool kid at her school she's the only kid who's into the show everyone else thinks she's weird and like 
is bullies her and like she is we so love special. the self um literally and so she goes to like this big city comic con where the um the actors are there and she gets to ask the question of q a and then it's basically just like are they dating or would they date and the guy who i'm guessing was modeled after jensen is like haha no that's stupid why would he ever be gay he's such a ladies man oh. and this is like gen- like generally homophobic and so, for whatever reason, their PR team is like, we must take this 16-year-old girl on your cross-country Comic-Con tour to, uh, <laughs> to like, help you learn how to not be homophobic. What Plus, it's great PR. And then it ends with, like, the girl discovering she's bi and, like, hooking up with some uh, girl who is, like, fits literally not even kidding, like, every minority depiction, like, you could think of. Like, oh, um, like she fits every single box. And um, then they're like, they did, like we decided to make this these characters gay for each other thanks to, uh, thanks to this you. little girl. And they're like, she's like famous, and she moves back to her small town. And everyone's like, wow, you're so famous. She's like, don't talk to me. You guys bullied me. And uh, was how famous is she? Supernatural isn't that popular. <laughs> Are you living? Kidding me right now? <laughs> no, Supernatural's like, been going on since like before we, yeah, but like, like, as long as we were born, I think. Like, yeah, but like, older than us. Who the fuck watches Supernatural other than people like who are on Tumblr and TikTok? Like, I'm like that's, it has a, that's a pretty a big fan out. base. That's a self call out. I will like, say it does have a very sizable fan base. There's a reason it's gone on for like 20 years. Yeah, but like that sizable fan base, like I don't know. I've never met someone that watches Supernatural that wasn't like a Tumblr bitch. You know what I mean? I feel like I have. I I, 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 dig- I digress. Anyways, that's Sorry. one of the funniest books ever. I can bring it to you if you want. I'd love to read it. I love okay, it. okay. Okay. Um, sorry for uh, going on a long side Also, track. sorry for the Jensen Ackles slander. I'm sorry if there is more to those stories, but I've just heard so many not great things. Yeah, so. please feel free to tell us if there are. Like, we're not um, above being corrected. Yeah, I, I'll totally change my opinion on it. Okay, so, um, sorry. Um, she's already a creature designed to protect humans and kill vampires. She'd be an excellent hunter, and killing the vampires and monsters... I don't know what the fuck that says. Sorry. Um, Vampires and monsters. Corporeal, corporeal ones? Corporeal, I guess. I think that's how you say it? Corporeal? It yeah. just means, like, to take a form. Like an oh, okay. Sick. Natural form. Um, in Supernatural would make her a more than welcome addition to any hunter's speed dial. Add to the fact that we doubt Sam and Dean would have any objections to hanging around a hot chick who routinely gets naked. Uh, this is po- this just- podcast supports lesbian Leah, so shut up. And it just seems to work. <laughs> However, the more we talked about her characters, her issues with her humanity and questioning it constantly due to the transformation she went through, and the way she's an outcast with all the other wolves for no good reason, uh, we can think of, I mean, like, it's a boys club. There, there. I'm mean, the reason is misogyny. So yeah, there, there's there. It's not like there's no reason. I mean, like it's misogyny. It's yeah. a bad reason. But okay, sorry, I digress. Um, we can think of the more we realize she had a lot in common with none other than Castiel, the fallen angel. He, um, his is the opposite side of her struggle. He isn't questioning his humanity. He's slowly learning to understand it. We can cast out. Um, he was cast out of heaven, and no longer relates to his brothers because of his experiences on earth and attachment to dean and sam i actually didn't know he was cast out i thought he was like just an angel i realized he was fallen i know nothing about supernatural other than destiel being a ship yeah um, same <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um like i guess like monsters i guess i don't well, know, I mean, I know oh like, and the they had like a they had like a fan play episode what <laughs> yeah apparently they had like a whole episode about like where these, like, this, like, random high school, I think, like, put on, like, a supernatural play. And that was an episode <laughs> of Supernatural? Yes! I Okay. I, like, can't attest to, like, I, I, I watch, like, a, someone talk about it, and, like, too many people talk That's about it. That's a lot. So, like, I, I mean, I would assume, like, it's real. Like, why would they lie? Um, yeah, why would anyone on the internet lie? But, but, like, why would they lie about, like, that being an episode? I don't know. Anyways, One of them was continuous. talking about, like, musical episodes in, like, TV. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, like, it wasn't, like, like it wasn't made up for a video. Like, it was just, like, a point in a video. And, like, I like this person, so I didn't think they'd lie to me. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think they'd lie that? about that. <laughs> okay, um, and as a direct result, we co-wrote this little piece, a short little thing exploring her relationship with all three of them. 
this uh this, this story doesn't go into how they met or anything how she became friends with the characters this just this was just our testing the waters with them as a group and seeing how they interacted so Leah and the boys have known each other for a couple years and are just hanging out blah, blah, blah. sorry I'm like skipping stuff because I don't think it's she Leah ditched the push the Winchesters are off um hunting happily ever after and Cass comes and hangs out with them because he likes it better on earth than he does up in heaven which is canon confirmed, so we don't mind saying it. Okay. Sorry for the long. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, that's, uh, definitely an explanation that was needed. Yeah, I agree. Is um, it so? Is all the stuff for them by the same authors? Um, at least like I didn't go super far into looking, uh-huh. but like from what I saw, yeah, from the that's couple crazy. I saw. So, um, I mean, honestly, good for them. I think I I agree. Leah deserves better. We yeah, were just true. trying to live her life. Anyways, we've already made this like the okay. longest episode. So. Oh, I'm very sorry. Okay, <laughs> um, so this one is like definitely a more serious fight fic that I think is like it's it's very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is called "All the Lambs Grow Fangs and Hunt Down the Lions by Searching Ooh. for Serendipity on Ao3." This, all these were on Ao3. Sorry. And again, we'll but, link um, these on our socials when it comes yeah. time. This kind of has like I think it's like different days. But I don't know. I don't know what all the numbers are about. That's not super clear, but I don't think it matters, so I'm not really going to read them. I mean, based on how they, like, are counting down, I guess they're counting down to a certain date. Yeah, but so. Bella moves to Florida in March. She and Charlie scream and cry, argue loud enough to wake the neighbors. She breaks mugs and tells him he hasn't been dad since she's been thir- she was 13. He grips the back of the kitchen chair and whispers that he only wanted the best for her. Okay, wait, hold up. Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt real quick. Um, why thirteen? That's such a weirdly specific number and nothing to do with like the canon where like yeah. her mom walked out with Bella when they were, she was like one. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyways, okay. go ahead, go ahead. It's for the best, he tells her. Everyone knows the Collins aren't coming back. It rains on the way to the airport and Bella wonders if she loves or hates forks. She can't feel anything but the pinprick of rain of the rain and the cold seeping into her toes next day um phil's sister so phil if you don't know is like um bella's mom's fiance boyfriend boyfriend, husband thing thing. yeah he's a shitty baseball player that's all minor league yes (laughs) minor league okay phil's sister's best friend is a psychiatrist bella calls her dr rodriguez in and out of the office the first session is stilted and awkward and bella doesn't want to come back but she does if only for the burst of hope on Renee's face when she comes to pick her up. The second time is a little bit better. Dr. Rodriguez asks questions. Bella evades or outright lies. She can't tell from her, from her smell or heartbeat or by seeing the fucking future that she's lying. And it's a wild realization. Dr. Rodriguez knows that she's lying. And for the most part, she knows what she lies about, but not all of it. Her only condition is that Bella uses their names. Edward, Alice, Esme, Edward, Emmett, Carlisle, Alice, Edward, Edward, Edward. The truth the truth of it, my vampire boyfriend left me to protect me. He never loved me. He said he never loved me. He, he lied. Is that for Bella having... Oh my god, sorry. I'm like not reading this correctly. Okay. It's just, um, it's punctuated weirdly. Yeah. He never loved me. He said he never loved me. He lied. Is that for Bella, having the upper hand has become therapeutic. By the 10th session, Dr. Rodriguez knows about the midnight visits, about the biology classes and Edward's piano, the treasures they gave her, and the ones he stole. The first time she uses the word emotionally, emotional abuse and manipulation and controlling boyfriend, Bella freezes. The second time, she runs away. The third time she stays and breathes and listens. She's been coming to the group meetings for months, viciously quiet with moments of halted despair. The first time someone calls her out, calls her out on her material march martyrized princess bullshit. Princess bullshit. A girl with tattoos down her arms and peeking from her shoulder blades. She answers back with a "You don't know what happened to me." The girl laughs in her face, and Bella sees others doing the same from the corner of her eyes as she leaves huffing, an angry cryer even after everything. She tells herself that they were wrong. They didn't know about vampires and having someone who loved you, who you thought loved you. 
drink the poison out of the blood, and then discard you lifeless in the forest, on the forest ground. She misses the next meeting, and the next, first furious, and then furiously thoughtful. She asks Renee if she's selfish, and she tells her, of course you are, honey. Did Edward tell you that? Bella returns the hugs, the hug, and thanks, begins to understand, this is selfish. Grief is selfish. This isn't grief. But yeah, what'd you, what'd you think? That is, um, something. It's heavy. It's, it's very heavy. heavy. So, from my understanding, this author believes that Bella is a victim of emotional abuse, which, you know, I kind of agree. Um, <laughs> like, as much as we love Twilight, we can also recognize the flaws in it, and that, um, very toxic. Edward and Bella are very toxic for each other, and he's kind of not the greatest dude around. Um, yeah. He doesn't get that much better, um, but he does a bit later on, I guess. I don't know. I this, love this, Fix-It this... Fix, where they're like, Fake where Edward isn't toxic. <laughs> this this fic is like in the tags, like they describe it as like a feminist piece, which is like interesting. Yes, I remember you mentioning that. Uh, it's yes. it was it it's good. I I highly suggest reading it. It's I like only a chapter it. long. I'm definitely considering it. Yeah. I do really like that. Um, also, I think I've guessed what the numbers mean. I think those are like years, like her age. Oh, that makes so much more sense than what I was. I'm thinking. only guessing. I'm not sure. Um, though, like I. I do have a few, like, pieces to nitpick with it, but that's more just, like, it going against the canon lore in terms of, like, um, actually, you would know that Renee is a not-great mom. And, yeah, she like, isn't a great mom. Bella had to parent her Renee, her own mother, so it actually would make more sense for her to learn this through Charlie, and he would be a much better parent to support her in all this, and she should have stayed in Forks because it gen- genuinely was better for her, and she had made friends, and, like, Angela is her best friend, and it's really good for her. <laughs> to say i mean like maybe the hate the person didn't read because they got so fucking fed up yeah that's honestly fair um like this person probably just read like twilight and was like or, and well and then like they would have like, read new no moon more. yeah right and then they were like okay i can't take this anymore why'd they get back together which like you know fair valid um, so valid yeah it but happens yeah. Um, it's it's dark it's deep it's, it definitely i do Emotional. like um like the slow realization and like the months and years of therapy it takes because that is very real for victims um and i like that it handles it not with like i I, I just i just like how the author is like phrased everything and granted this is only a snippet but um thank you for showing me this yeah and now i'll look into it more again yeah so i guess um yeah, I mean, are you likely to... I, I'm not super likely to personally seek out spite fix, because, like, why am I going to read something right, for from something, something that you I love. hate? Yeah, like, why am I, I going to... Like, why am I going to read someone hate on something I love? But also, like, I, I get it for Twilight. I really into Twilight spite fix uh, back in middle school when I was on fanfiction.net. Twilight and Warrior Cats have crossovers. Did you know that, by the way? Oh, I um, love that. There are a mix of crack fix and spite fix, and there was, I just remember uh, one that I was obsessed with. I know I was obsessed with it in middle school because it was right around when I got Facebook because I would always post, like, quotes from it on my Facebook wall um, where it'd be, like, I think it was Hawk Frost and Edward were, like, narrating Twilight or something. I don't Why? remember. But, like, it was just really I feel like that's stupid. such an odd crossover. Like, it really was. It was really, really bad. I just like, thought it was why? so funny. It was like intended to be bad and weird. And I think it was like that weird, um, like subsection of young, like teens that um, were both obsessed, like had a weird cat, warrior cat phase and a twilight phase at the so same you, time. Gabs. So like me and a couple of my friends. <laughs> and it was just perfect for like twelve year old me. Um, it still is perfect for twenty one year old me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I love it. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll probably honestly, um, like you said, it is a big thing in Twilight. I do occasionally read them from time to time, so I probably will read them. Yeah, again. I think Twilight's the only thing I would really read it of. Yeah, because like otherwise, like I would really just read like a fix it fic. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because like have read the only, the only, like the only time like I despise fucking canon is like not to talk about Stucky again. Oh but, my like, god, Liz. The ending of Endgame, like, I was watching yeah. someone talk about, about, like, the ship, and I got fucking angry. Like, I literally posted on Twitter about, like, how I was really fucking pissed off. And, and like, like, just for some context, if it's been, like, a, over a year, so we can Oh my it. god, if you don't know what um, happened, So, like, sorry. at the end of the last Avengers movie, um, Steve ends up with Peggy, his old girlfriend, 
like which doesn't make fucking sense which yeah it doesn't make sense because he's already accepted that she dies and like has moved on supposedly it only i will say it only makes sense if you're looking at how tony stark and steve rogers's like character arcs mirror each other but the decision at the end makes no fucking sense like dies and has to leave so it's life. it's like no so it's like Tony starts out really selfish and he right. ends up making the ultimate sacrifice in the end. Cap starts out completely selfless, makes seemingly the ultimate sacrifice, and in the end does something selfish for himself. Where it's like yeah. I could get that if it made sense, because like right. it doesn't make sense that he would leave Bucky after it's just, Bucky. Yeah, exactly. I felt the same way. And I was also like, after his first after his country, not his old also girlfriend. also after like there's literally a point in Winter Soldier. Where, well, no, he, he sees Peggy and, like, he, he, like, accepts it and she literally tells him, like, maybe the best thing we can do is move on. And then it, literally in that movie, he he's makes out holding... with her, like, granddaughter or something, Oh, right? no, that's or... in, that's in, uh, Civil War. Oh, Civil War, yeah. But he literally makes out with Peggy's, was... like, granddaughter or um, niece or something. Uh, niece. Yeah. Um, as well as, in that fucking movie, at the beginning, he's holding a fucking support group to help people forget that, like, forget stuff and move on. Yeah, like, it just completely went against his character. Even if, like, and we're not saying, like, he needed to end up with Bucky. Because, um, like, I, just, I understand. very much whatever. goes against. Yeah, we don't need gay representation. The Russo yeah, brother forbid. being gay was, like, God the only forbid. thing we ever needed. I will say I will fucking riot if they make Bucky straight in, Captain, yeah, in like, Falcon Winter Soldier, which they probably will. But I'll be fucking pissed fucking pissed sorry this is like <laughs> this is me being angry. this is gonna happen like every episode you're just gonna end up ranting about stucky we already know this yeah but you um have a type. it's fine yeah i get it you know i it's guess okay, it's guys. also like this the childhood friend for many years tropes. childhood friends trope as well kind of reminds me of um childhood friend trope it popped up in my memories today uh like Aww. a very close like childhood friend of mine had been texting one of our friends, and he was like, I'm such a sucker for childhood tropes, but my only childhood friend I'm still friends with is fucking Gabs. And no offense, <laughs> but I'd rather die than date Gabs. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, that is, this is from like five years ago. And I was like, nothing has changed. I still love this dude like a brother. Ryan, if you're listening, I love you. Shout out to you and your conversations with Percy. Um, and he's a good dude. He has like, I think he has like two partners right now. He, he's uh, poly, but good, good for you, Ryan, if you're listening. I love you. But yeah, fuck um, but the yeah, Russo brothers. So. Thank you. Final thoughts. Yeah, this is an anti-Russo brothers podcast. Um, they also from don't a know how to write Game of Thrones and a fan of Avengers. <laughs> they also don't know how to write women, so I have a fucking yeah, we, we bone to that, pick though. with them. That that oh. fucking girl power scene at the end of Avengers <laughs> Let's will always go. make me laugh. It's literally like one of the top five comedy scenes of all time. They um they they literally parody it in the boys with girls get it done, but it's really funny because like. It's the girl, the quote unquote girl power scene. Actually, no, I'm not gonna say it because like it could. Actually I definitely spoil need to shit. watch it. Yes, I okay. I'm gonna like suffer through and watch it one of these days. Gabs, there's so. I much might just more. have you watch it with me so you can warn me when like excessive gore. I, Gabs, there's so much excessive <laughs> gore. I know, but like I can look away. I just I heard so many good things about it, and I want to watch it. I yeah, listen. But... I watched and read Game of Thrones, and I was like mostly okay. I've never watched Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones so is excessively gory. Um, spoiler for season one with translucent. Oh, okay, don't don't spoil it because like people here won't have maybe not yeah, have watched so it. So that's I will, what, but I know you're talking about. You told me about yeah, it already. That's like very gory. Yeah, I mean, and that's not even somebody's the worst. head gets chopped off like every episode, and it's very explicit. So but that's not the worst. I like I do well with gore, and I've literally sat there during some episodes and been like, oh my god. Maybe I'll like, just like play Wizard One Hundred One while I watch it, so I'm not <laughs> distracted. And yeah, then therefore can't it's great. I do suggest you watch it. It's just a lot. Okay, I'll do my best. Okay, so this was a really long episode. Um, thanks to you guys who stuck around. It means Woo! a lot. Um, usually yeah. our episodes won't probably be like this long. We, how long? We tend how long to, this is one so far is at like seventy, but with like cuts, we'll probably be closer to like a little over an hour. Okay, I'm hoping that's about where maybe the last more like was. seventy minutes. My guess. I don't know. It's gonna be like at least a few minutes longer than previous. We genuinely, generally are trying to keep these like at around an hour. I yeah. Think. We're not supposed to be like super long, but we're also not super short. Um. Yeah. So again, Liz, do you want to give them our social media? Yeah, we're at Trope Podcast on um Instagram and Twitter. 
as eventually we will have a TikTok, TikTok and YouTube there as well. Yeah. But, and also on Facebook, they're Tropes Battles for Dominance. But I think you can also do the Adam Trope podcast. Yes. Yes, you'll yeah. find us either way. And Liz, what about your personal social media? Um, Lazily Liz on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. So L-A-Z-I-L-Y-L-I-Z. And? Oh. Prompt, prompt. What? Ask me about mine, you Oh, bitch. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> I'm stupid. What about you, Gabs? Thank you so much for asking, Liz. My <laughs> social media is Flighty the Nerd. That's F-L-I-G-H-T-Y-T-H-E-N-E-R-D, all one word. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also find me on Instagram for my more normie, um, not nerdy life at Gabs the Nerd, and that's G-A-B-S-S-T-H-E-N-E-R-D, all one word. Don't follow my Normie account, thank you. You can find it, though, if you want, through my account. I have definitely posted pictures with her tagging them. (laughs) Don't follow it, thank you. But yeah, um, thanks so much for for listening, and uh, yay! Bye! (laughs) Bye. Thank you. See you in the next episode. (laughs) Woo!